0: welcome to the nest and nurture podcast i'm your host and psychotherapist lisha cash now let's get this therapy session started welcome back everybody thank you for joining me today i'm excited about this podcast because i am in love with boundaries healthy boundaries equal a healthy life are you struggling to put your boundaries in place Do you feel overwhelmed or exhausted because you're trying to maintain boundaries, but it seems too difficult? Do you feel that you have become too flexible with your boundaries when it comes to the people that you love, when it comes to people at your work, when it comes to various aspects of your life? When you experience a life-changing event, your boundaries may become challenged. And this doesn't always happen, and it doesn't have to just be a life-changing event, but it becomes more difficult to manage when we are in a life shift. What you once perceived to be a priority, such as work maybe, may no longer apply, whereas things that did not matter before are now a top priority. This may ultimately require a shift and previously instilled dynamics within the relationships in your life. So you've been living this life, having these dynamics, and now you've changed and your boundaries need to change. It's important to reflect on your boundaries and determine if changes need to be made in order to reduce stress or anxiety you may be experiencing due to a lack of boundaries finding that balance is vital for your overall mental health and well-being so let's get started i have created some suggestions as to how you can start implementing more boundaries in your life or potentially you know become a little bit more flexible as you become more aware of what you're really holding on to and what matters most the primary goal here is to improve your mental health And more often than not, having good, solid, reliable boundaries in place will improve your health. Trust me, it's a good thing. So here are some suggestions for how you can start to create, maintain, and communicate your boundaries. Number one, understand your boundary tendencies. Boundaries look different for each person, but there are certain people who are better at creating them, maintaining them, or avoiding them. It's important to have an understanding of where you are on this spectrum. More importantly, to start noticing where you are in terms of the scenario being presented. Some people find that in certain aspects of their life, they have different boundaries than in others. For example, a working mother may find that she maintains very strict boundaries when it comes to professional life, but at home, she has issues creating boundaries and following through with any of them. Here are some examples of boundary tendencies. It would be important to think about your tendencies and if they are different based on certain areas of your life. Then you can start thinking about why they would be different in those areas of your life. So you want to understand how they're different and why they're different. Some people maintain very strict boundaries. So this creates inflexible, impermeable boundaries that are rigid and may be both positive and negative as sometimes there lacks any room for changes to plans and that may create tension, especially if it involves other people. It also can raise anxiety in us when we are very set in our boundary and a plan changes and we are unadaptable. Another boundary tendency is someone who's actually unable to create them or follow through with them. So you're aware that these boundaries would be important, but you're fearful of actually implementing them because of the implications this process may have. Perhaps it will create this emotional impact and then you might have to deal with conflict. So sometimes it seems that it's too much work or might create too much upheaval and therefore it's not worth the effort. And the last tendency is relapse boundaries. So you create a boundary, you may be really good at maintaining it, but then it often feels that you're slowly letting go based on different outside influences. So somebody starts questioning it and probing, and then you think, oh, what do I need this boundary in place anyways? And then it shuts down, it stops, and you're a free for all. So that's a relapse boundary and relapse boundaries are really hard because maintenance phase is always the hardest. So that's usually somebody who is trying to maintain it desperately, but is easily influenced by the outside sources. So the next step in the process is identifying what your limits are. In order to set beneficial boundaries, it's important to have a good understanding of where you stand in particular situations. Now, we can't control all of this, but just having an idea of when we've been triggered would be really important. So in order to do so, we must look internally and determine what our emotional, physical, mental, and spiritual limits are. It is important that we determine what we can tolerate and accept as compared to what makes us uncomfortable and dysregulated. So in step one, we would determine our limits. So thinking about our emotional, physical, mental, and spiritual limits. And in step two, when looking at those limits, we would determine what we can tolerate and accept, or what makes us feel uncomfortable and stressed. So we're going to start looking at each different limit and determining what we can handle and what we can't. And the next step is looking at your feelings. Let's tune in to our feelings. There are many different feelings that may be evoked from a lack of boundaries. And two primary ones we often discuss are discomfort and resentment. And when we begin to have these feelings, it should be a cue that we're letting our boundaries go or we're lacking a boundary in that area. Resentment is a tricky thing, right? Nobody really wants to feel it, but it seems really hard to control. And usually that's because it's building up over time. So when we're looking at resentment from the lens of boundaries, it's commonly occurring as a result of someone feeling that they're being taken advantage of or are underappreciated. When someone's feeling resentful, it's usually a good indication that they've been asked to do something or have an expectation placed upon them that's causing distress. Often when this occurs, it results in someone pushing themselves beyond their limit, possibly out of guilt or someone else imposing their expectation, views, or values onto them. And therefore, it results in that person going out of their way to meet those expectations or accommodate someone else. We also talk about resentments in terms of feeling like we are not being respected, that our boundaries are not being respected when we're putting them in place. Another feeling that we often have is discomfort. And this feeling often occurs when someone's acting or behaving in a way that makes you feel uncomfortable. They have crossed a boundary in some way and it's important to determine what boundary they crossed and how to manage this going forward. Understanding these feelings we associate with boundaries is important as it helps us determine which boundaries we need to work on versus which ones are tolerable. One tool you can utilize is a boundary rating scale. I love my scales. So visualize a scale here from one to ten, one being tolerable, five to six being moderate, and nine to 10 being intolerable. And this is a tool that you can utilize as a means of tuning into your feelings about a certain boundary. Looking at your scale, you're gonna notice when you feel dysregulated And when you feel that you can handle it, it is tolerable. Identifying feelings in the one to five range means that you're at a lower intensity and it may be considered more tolerable on your threshold, whereas a six to 10 would be considered higher intensity and maybe intolerable. So if you're in the higher end of this continuum during an interaction or a situation, so you're in the intolerable state, ask yourself the following questions. What is causing me to feel that way? What is it about this interaction or this other person that's bothering me? Is it their expectations? Are they showing me a lack of respect? Have I tried to put a boundary in place and they're disrespecting that boundary? What is intolerable? Start to navigate these moments of feeling. Notice the feeling. Recognize the feeling and ask these questions. We want to understand why we are triggered. So the next step in determining our boundaries and maintaining and creating and all of those things is being direct. This can be terrifying for some people. (laughs) There are two different ways of communicating your boundaries, directly or indirectly. And some people in our lives do not actually require direct verbal dialogue regarding boundaries. Therefore, you're able to maintain a healthy relationship with boundaries that do not need to be explicitly identified. Usually you have these kind of unwritten rules with people who are most similar to yourself, specifically in areas of communication, personality type, or general rules for living, Maybe you've also been raised by them or your best friends and you've known each other for a very long time. So as a result, they approach life very similarly to you and therefore they might have similar boundaries or expectations already in place. Alternatively, some people may require more directly articulated boundaries. Here's an example of two differing approaches to communication. So person A feels that challenging someone's opinion is a healthy way of communicating. while person B feels it's disrespectful and creates tension. So in this example, we see that person A does not have boundaries around challenging opinions, whereas person B does and therefore they have a different idea of appropriate communication styles so they have differing worldviews on communication potentially in this situation it's likely that this dynamic will continue if person b does not directly articulate that this is not their preferred style of communication So that requires person B to maybe step out of their comfort zone and be direct about their boundary. I don't like when you challenge me on everything I say. That's not in my wheelhouse. I don't want to communicate with you that way. And person B may then realize, oh, this person has a boundary about how I can communicate with them. That's not normally how I communicate, but maybe I'll respect that boundary to save this relationship. That being said, Even if you generally indirectly share boundaries with certain people, you may still need to directly articulate boundaries with them on occasion. And that's because we change and evolve as humans, and that means our boundaries also have to shift. So we might have to communicate with somebody who previously had indirect boundaries with us that we no longer feel the same way. For example, partners might need to talk about how much time they need to maintain their sense of self and how much time they have to spend together. Whereas before having children, they might've just never had to communicate that because they just had all the time in the world. They had time for themselves, they had time together. But once children came in the mix, they had to start putting up boundaries around, I need to take care of myself. And this creates a new dynamic of communication, but also advocating for ourselves. And this can be really hard. So it would be important to identify who in your life requires direct boundaries that are verbalized and articulated and who you think boundaries naturally occur with and evolve without much effort. And this is a good way to start identifying which people in your life require more work, how they may trigger you unconsciously or consciously, and what ways you can navigate building boundaries with them in a more direct manner. It also provides you with an opportunity to see who you have a lot in common with, who you probably gravitate towards, who's maybe in your support network, and who you share indirect boundaries with. Our next step to creating and maintaining and understanding boundaries is to give yourself permission. Boundaries, or lack thereof, generate emotions. There is a reason why we need them in place, and there is a reason why we fear executing them. Often, this is a result of underlying feelings of guilt, self doubt, or concerns about how the other person will respond to our boundaries. It's common for one to feel guilty about saying no, especially when it's to a family member or if there's emotion embedded in a situation we're saying no to people often rationalize the expectation by assuming that they should be able to cope with the situation. Therefore, they push themselves to try. In the same vein, they may feel that they have to say yes because that's what makes them a good person. That's what makes them a good son or daughter or friend or spouse or parent, regardless of the fact that they're left feeling taken advantage of, depleted, or resentful. Alternatively, some people even wonder if they deserve boundaries at all. Can you imagine feeling like you didn't deserve to have a boundary in place? This is so common and many people struggle with boundaries. Therefore, it's important to assess where we are at when we are feeling resentful, unhappy, uncomfortable, or stuck. More often than not, it is our permeable boundaries that are impacting our well-being and prohibiting us from making changes as they create a pattern within relationships and remain unchanged unless noticed and acknowledged. So I challenge you to give yourself permission to put boundaries in place. Put aside your fears, guilt, and self-doubt and set a boundary, small or big, and feel confident in that decision. I know. I'm asking a lot. I'm sorry. I know. But this is the first step. So maybe make it small. Baby steps are good. Number six, it's all about respect. And I know what you might be thinking, that this refers to others respecting you. And that is definitely a part of it. But there is more to this than only that. When we think about what makes healthy relationships and really delve deep, we would find an overwhelming amount of indirect boundaries at play or direct boundaries that are being appreciated. Healthy boundaries create healthy relationships, so much so that they often go unnoticed. Not only are they important for the people in our lives, they are vital to our own well-being and healthy relationships within ourselves. Whenever I speak to people about boundaries, one of the common themes within an unhealthy boundary relationship is the lack of respect within the dynamic. When we do not uphold healthy boundaries, we are demonstrating a lack of self-respect. Thinking about boundaries from that lens may help you start to realize how important it is to create these dynamics within other relationships so you can respect your worth giving yourself permission to set boundaries is a sign that you are respecting yourself and your limits. This creates a healthy dynamic for yourself and will begin to start working towards creating better dynamics with the people around you, which therefore increases their respect of you. And as always, the maintenance phase is the hardest stage of change. So maintaining these boundaries will be where you need to put a lot of your work in. Which leads us to number seven, practice self-awareness. The ability to be self-aware does not come naturally to everyone. And if you've not regularly checked in with yourself, you're most likely missing very important information about your internal working model. It is important that we reflect upon our situations that make us feel uncomfortable, upset, resentful, all of the things, in order to become more in tune with our feelings and emotions around those situations. Developing the ability to become more self-aware allows us to begin the work around boundary creation and maintenance of those boundaries. Self-awareness, requires you to look inwards as a means of better understanding your own feelings and emotions. Boundaries allow you to fully honor those feelings. This is why our self-check-in is so important. Thinking about that boundary scale I introduced earlier. If you're not honoring those feelings, your boundaries are too flexible or non-existent. In order to continue to work towards self-awareness, pay attention to the moments when your boundaries are being tested and when you are letting them go. In those moments, I want you to ask yourself, what has changed in this situation that has caused my boundaries to shift? Consider what you're doing to make this change. Consider what the other person or people are doing in this situation to make that change. Think about What is it about this situation that is causing me to feel resentful, uncomfortable, stressed, overwhelmed? In order to feel some sense of progress or resolution, it's important to come up with a plan of action. In order to move forward, it's important to think about our options in this situation now that our boundaries have been called into question. As always, when asking these questions, think about how this makes you feel. What am I going to do about this situation? What do I have control over? What do I not have control over and why? In order to make these changes, we must consider the ways in which we would like the situation to be different. Even if the situation cannot change in that moment, it's important to consider what steps you would take to ensure the boundary would remain firm. If you encountered a similar situation in the future it would be important to ask yourself the following questions. What will I do next time to keep my boundary in place? Who can help me with this goal? Was there anything that could have been different this time? Or was this just the way it had to be? And why? We always ask why. Number eight, one of my favorites. Because in therapy, we often talk about our past. So I want you to consider your past and present. We often focus on our presenting problems in therapy, but more often than not, the ways in which we cope with our current life circumstances is a result of how we learn to do so throughout our lives. This is the same with boundaries. We have learned how to accept and react to situations based on our life experiences For this reason, we often have a difficult time making these changes because they have been in place for so long. In the same vein, our relationships have developed with these rules for living in place, which creates a dynamic that may be difficult to change. The first step in making those changes is to acknowledge how our boundaries were created. This is connected to our automatic thoughts our rules for living, and our core beliefs that were ultimately generated in childhood and reinforced throughout our lives. When we begin to experience a monumental life change, we may notice that some of our general rules for living or core beliefs no longer serve us in a healthy way. At times, these life changes force us to evolve, which may create issues within the relationships that have not evolved along with us. It is during these times that we begin to notice our boundaries becoming challenged, which heightens our need to address these shifts and renegotiate the dynamics within those relationships. How we navigate this is often impacted by our perception of our roles and responsibilities within our relationships. In order to understand this, we will look into our past and determine how we grew up within our family, with a focus on roles and responsibilities we had and how these created and reinforced dynamics within our relationships. For example, if you held the role of a caretaker when you were a child, you might have learned to focus on others, which potentially resulted in you feeling drained emotionally or physically. You might have learned to ignore your own needs, and that might have just become the norm for you. Therefore, you may have never learned how to put up boundaries around self-care and self-preservation because the norm for you is feeling emotionally or physically drained. In order to make connections between past and present, it's important to identify trends in boundaries and the dynamics that result. Therefore, try to find times in your life that you've experienced life changes that may have significantly changed your perspective on life or your circumstances overall. For instance, having a child, getting married, divorce, moving to a different country, a death in the family. And I want you to think about the following things. Identify when you felt your boundaries were in place. Identify who you felt was respecting boundaries and why. Identify which boundaries you felt were not being respected and who was disrespecting them. Identify if this change created new boundaries you had not previously considered. Identify how this made you feel. Identify how you navigated this change with boundaries shifting within relationships and the environment around you. And identify if these boundaries or lack thereof perpetuated the situation or your mental health and well-being. These are just some of the steps that you can take when trying to create and maintain boundaries. Whenever you're feeling you're lacking in an area or overwhelmed, it's good to check in with yourself and determine if there needs to be some changes around your boundaries to ensure they're in place. It's an ongoing process that changes with life stages and requires you to revisit and adjust as needed. Above all else, I want you to remember, healthy boundaries equal a healthy, well-balanced life. I hope that you take something away from this podcast. I hope that it was informative or insightful, and I hope that you enjoyed it. And what I really hope for is that you have some boundaries in place. Thank you so much for listening. See you soon. Take care.